Welcome to Behavior Babes Podcast, presented by me, Dr. Amanda Kelly. When we talk about the ABCs in Applied Behavior Analysis, we're referring to antecedent behavior and consequence. When we are thinking about antecedents, we are really talking about anything that comes before a behavior of concern or a behavior of interest, if you will. And for the purposes of our discussions, we are always going to be referring to behavior as anything that is observable and measurable. Remember, if you can see it, you can measure it, you can change it, or you can measure your impact um, on the behavior and the amount of change that you can achieve. So when we are talking about the seven dimensions, when we are talking about behavior analysis, when we're talking about the underlying principles, um, we really want to be thinking about behavior again as something that we can observe and that we can measure, something that is tangible, that we can all kind of agree when it occurs. When we think about antecedents, antecedents really mean before the behavior. So um, they come in front of or they can be considered triggers for a behavior. Sometimes people get really confused though and they'll write down the only the environmental variables that they believe cause the behavior. And I think that happens when we use words like triggers. So if you understand that it just comes before the behavior and it may or may not trigger the behavior, um, but it comes in sort of temporal connection comes before the behavior, then I think we're going to be okay. If you are someone who gets hung up on the fact like, oh, this says trigger, it means it causes the behavior, then I want to sterilize it and use that word antecedent to mean before behavior. So if I walk in the door and I say, hey, how's it going? And the behavior of walking in and giving a greeting is what we're talking about so we can see it, we can measure it. And um, normally I don't give that greeting when I walk in. Usually I just walk in, I'm on the phone, I'm doing something else. So this is a behavior that we want to decrease that and we want to increase my greeting you and saying hello. So what came before me walking in the door? Whether I am or am not on the phone, right? What time of day it is, whether or not I have something in my hand, whether or not the door was locked or unlocked, whether or not somebody was home or not. Um, whether or not somebody's car was parked outside would be an indicator of all of those things. So those are all antecedents. They all came before. Now, they may or may not trigger my behavior or have an impact on my behavior, but they occurred in close temporal relation, meaning they happened right before the behavior of concern. Now, afterwards, what comes after behavior is the consequence. Similarly, people will think of consequence as something that's like punitive in nature. So they'll think, oh, he must have a consequence. So that behavior that we don't want to see occur in the future will decrease, right? Like he needs to have a consequence means like I want him to stop. I want him to feel the zing of our, you know, intervention. And I don't want him to do that again. When really in behavior analysis, we talk about consequences, anything that comes after behavior. So again, we're looking at that temporal connection. So consequences could be things like after you walk in the house, you say, hey, hey, how's it going? Or how was your day? And nobody, they just don't answer you, right? Or somebody else is on the phone or um, the television is on loud or you walk in and nobody's inside because they're outside on the porch or gardening. 
So all sorts of things. Or somebody could just say, hey, I'm great. How are you? Your day was good. Let me help you with those groceries or what have you. So depending on their response, that's going to increase or decrease my behavior of greeting in the future. So we think of consequences as something that come after, and we are really kind of focused on the fact that events that come before and after a behavior can maintain it. So they can have some impact in the environment, meaning if we know why a behavior happens, we can... Um, give somebody else another reason for that, you know, um, to get or another way to get what they need to get met. So um, I walk in and I could say, hey, you're always on the phone, get off the phone. And instead, now I'm saying, hey, how's it going? How was your day? Right? Maybe we shaped my behavior. uh, So it's a little bit more appropriate. And now maybe when I use that kind of way of greeting you, I'm going to get a response. Um, So when we think about what comes before, what comes after, that's really important, the antecedent behavior, the consequence, the ABCs, because we want to know the functions of behavior. So there are typically four functions of behavior that are conceptualized in behavior analysis, and this is sensory, escape, attention, and access to a tangible or edible item. When we say sensory, we mean it looks good, smells good, sounds good, tastes good, that could be... Um, chewing on the inside of your lip, twirling your hair, tapping your foot, holding a pen in, in your hands and twirling it back and forth. Lots of different things. Singing to yourself. Um, some people like to hear themselves talk. Different reasons um, that you might do things that don't require anyone else around. So looks good, smells good, feels good, sounds good, tastes good. Appeals to one of your senses. It would be considered sensory um, sustaining. When we think about escape, oftentimes people think about an escape from an aversive environment or from some person they don't want to be with or some task they don't want to complete when really it could be a loud noise. It could be a certain smell, like a noxious smell. Um, If you've ever been, you know, in a small place like an airplane with a perfume, you might want to get off and for no other reason to just get away from that smell. So when we see escape, sometimes we think escape, but escape from what or escape from whom or escape under what conditions. And so we dig a little bit deeper as behavior analysts beyond just these functions, but it is really important to see how we're conceptualizing. The third function that we consider is attention. And so we think of attention uh, typically A lot of people will say, well, I'm sure they would like to have my undivided preferred attention. And while that may or may not be true, we can empirically, you know, investigate that. What we do realize is that attention, meaning talking to somebody, looking at someone, being in their proximity, um, answering their question, even saying, I'm ignoring you, is still providing attention. So it can take different forms. It can look different. And we can start to tease that apart. You know, would you like to have me saying, hey, what are you doing? And come over here. Or, um, you know, is the, is, you know, the preferred interaction more of like, hey, that's right, you're doing it. You got it, man. Is that what you're seeking? Um, we can definitely tease it apart. Again, just like with escape. Escape from what? Escape from, you know, sounds, sights, smells, um, but also with attention, you know, whose attention do you want? What type of attention do you want? And when is attention more valuable? So attention. And then tangible access, um, meaning to an item or activity. So I want to play with the iPad or some other tablet. I want to 
go out on the swings on the playground. I want to spend the night with my friends. I want to go to the movies. Those would be all examples of tangible items or edibles, of course, being anything you can eat. Um, So those could be fruit snacks or those could be pizza or that could be any other sort of morsel of yumminess. So when we talk about behavior, again, stuff that we can observe and measure, we really need to look at the connection to the immediate environment, the antecedents and consequences. And then behavior analysts are looking to see why, you know, why is this behavior happening? And we're going to get at that by collecting those ABC um, examples and, and sampling kind of what's going on and getting some information about about when the behavior is likely to occur and when it's less likely to occur so that we can hypothesize the functions and then identify a replacement and what we're going to do instead. To learn more about behavior analysis, function-based assessments, functions of behavior, antecedent behavior consequence, and really anything ABA, visit me at www.behaviorbabe.com.